Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you think about 1-800-Flowers.com, what comes to mind? Obviously flowers, but 1-800-Flowers is so much more. They're your ultimate birthday gifting destination. From decadent fresh-baked cakes and gourmet dipped strawberries to spa gift sets, balloons, and more, 1-800-Flowers has the gift to make every birthday feel special. Find out what's new today at 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back, book lovers. It is season two of Storytime with M, and I am excited to be sharing my next book with you. If you missed any of season one, you can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts, or you can also find it on the Books and Cats website, booksandcatspod.com. I shared two books during the first season, Feelers and Catching Cats, which are my two newest books. The one I'm doing today is actually pretty old. Feelers is also currently available on Audible if you don't want to listen to it an episode at a time. Anyway, enough about season one. That is the past, and we are moving on to season two. And my dystopian fitness nightmare, Super Gym. So this book has a very special, though kind of odd, place in my heart. I'll say right now, it's not my best book, in my opinion. Both Feelers and Catching Cats came after this one, and I do feel that every time I write a book, it gets better because I have more practice. But I still love this book. It actually began as a musical. I got a grant to develop it, and then I got to have a work-in-progress showing, which was just so much fun. Basically, I got a bunch of people together, and we created this just kind of wild collection of, like, scenes, and we did, like, acting scenes and commercials and It was really fun. The videos are somewhere online. I don't personally have them, but I know they're out there. (laughs) Once that was over, I did kind of lose the thread for the musical, and I just kind of let the script fall into a pile of unfinished work for a long time. I moved on to other projects, but the idea stayed. And that's how I knew it needed to be something. It just kind of like hung out in the back of my head. And it ended up becoming this book. I will also say that this is my most uncomfortable book because I was trying way too hard to be shocking, and it makes me feel kind of weird now. I now try to keep my writing accessible for all audiences. This is not. So all that is to say that this book contains mature content. It may also be triggering for sexual abuse and eating disorders. So proceed with caution. And now that I've done such a stellar job of talking up this book, let's start. Please enjoy Chapter 1 of Super Gym, Get Fit or Die Trying. This book is dedicated to Thor the Destroyer. This was my husband's name tag when he worked at a gas station while we were in college. Luckily, he is nothing like the Thor in this story. Chapter 1 There was life before the Super Gyms, but very few people seem to remember. Things are different now. 
life is made up of sweat and steel, hunger pains and spandex. It's the new normal. Calorie counting is our only religion. Hanging above every reception desk in every super gym in the city is a poster. The words, who needs a god when you can become one, are plastered all over pictures of the elite, the desirable, the super gym trainers. They are the ideal, tanned, toned, and attractive. They are what everyone is trying to become, and we worship them. The trainers are cruel. It's part of the program. Join a super gym, get assigned to a beautiful deity, and allow them to pummel you into jelly. You love them for it. You come back for more. Every time. Most of the trainers have numerous clients. Each gets their own personal hour of torture. More if they've binged or refused to take their punishment with a smile. There was only one exception. Tessa. Tessa was only sort of pretty, but she made up for it with her sheer enjoyment of pain. She could take a client for an hour and leave them a sniveling, cringing ball of sweat and tears. She was one of the Super Gym's top trainers, but not quite number one. She was not quite perfect. Not quite the ideal. She still had something to prove. Her dark hair was always pulled back in a severe ponytail, and she sported neon green short shorts and a purple sports bra, the standard uniform of the female trainers. Somehow Tessa wore it like battle armor. She was short and petite, but clients quaked in fear when they saw her coming. Tessa had only one client, a special case. An impossible case, maybe. But Tessa didn't believe in impossible. There was only the subservient ones, and the ones yet to be broken. She didn't think it would take long. It rarely did. This one didn't look like much. Mousy, dirt-colored hair, a large belly, an ample bosom, and short squat legs. Other trainers had failed with Maggie. She was a junk food junkie, yet she always tried her best and did what they asked her. Her body simply refused to drop weight. She was a problem, sure, but not impossible. Tessa could break anyone. Maggie was dying. Her chest heaved, her lungs burned. There was a piercing pain in her neck and another under her ribs. Her feet pounded out a steady rhythm on the treadmill, while her labored breathing provided a harsh melody line. Maggie had once dreamed of being a musician. Of course, it had only ever been a dream. There was no music anymore. There were thumping electronic sounds that were engineered to produce a maximum heart rate, but that wasn't music. Maggie only had a vague memory of it from her childhood, before Benjamin Pratt took over Famicili and built his first super gym. Music, art, and books were some of the first things he banned. Tessa perched on the front of the treadmill like a tiny, muscular gargoyle. Her sharp eyes were focused intently on the screen, her brow furrowed. She frowned. Something about the flashing red lights was making her angry. Faster, she yelled, and punched the buttons below the screen savagely. The machine beeped and the belt whirred. Maggie was falling behind. Her heels came dangerously close to the edge. Tessa screeched like a banshee and jumped down from her perch. Don't you dare fall off. 
Maggie grabbed the handles as her foot slipped and she managed to stay on the speeding belt. Her heartbeat was loud in her ears. It drowned out the thunderous staccato of hundreds of feet pounding the treadmills that filled the massive room. Her feet flew. She couldn't keep it up. The truth dawned on her just before her right leg gave out. She tried to quicken her pace, but it was too late. Her hands flew to the handles of the treadmill. Tessa hissed. Maggie clung to the machine. Her arms trembled. She knew what came next. Hands off. Tessa was screaming in her face, but Maggie barely noticed. She willed her legs to move faster, but they couldn't. Tessa was tearing at her fingers, pulling them back so far they cracked. Maggie let go. She managed two more strides. On the third, her leg buckled under her and hit the belt. Pain and heat exploded as the skin was burned from her shins. She narrowly missed hitting her chin as she tumbled in a graceless backward somersault off the machine. She crashed into the treadmill behind her. Benjamin Pratt's right-hand man, Thor, was training a client on that machine. He focused his pale blue eyes on her for just a moment, and Maggie felt her stomach turn over. Even Tessa's face had gone from scarlet to pale. Thor didn't speak. He rarely did. He gave Tessa a look that would have shriveled even the toughest trainer. He stepped over Maggie and punched the buttons on his client's treadmill. The client was bald but muscular, strong. His face was already red and he was panting. As the machine came to life, he took a brief moment to glare at Maggie before focusing again on an invisible horizon. Tessa grabbed Maggie's shirt and pulled her up. Her legs were still wobbly and weak. Blood trickled down from the raw patches on her shins. Tessa watched her struggle. Maggie could see the rage that was welling up in her tiny trainer. She was in for it now. Tessa pulled out her timer and smiled. It made her look younger, almost sweet. But Maggie knew that grin. Burpees for an hour. We'll get that disgusting fat off you yet. Thor was still watching them. Both women knew it without glancing over. His presence was enormous. It filled the cardio room. Tessa had to show him what she could do. She could not fail in front of the super gym's head trainer. She grabbed Maggie's frizzy ponytail and yanked her across the room to an open mat. She leaned down close. Her breath was like fire on Maggie's neck. You're going to learn very quickly that I never fail. You're mine now, and you will not fail. Now get moving. You've got another hour of waits after this. She clicked a button on the timer, and it beeped. Maggie remained panting on her hands and knees. She tried to stand, but she couldn't. Lights exploded behind Maggie's eyes as Tessa brought her sneaker up into her ribcage. Something cracked. The pain was even worse. Another kick. Go ahead. Stay down there. I can do this all night. Maggie tried to ignore the pain. Her vision was coming back, but it was blurred at the edges by traitorous tears. She sniffed back a sob as she jumped her feet back into a push-up position. Tessa was laughing. Are you crying? You know my policy. Crying gets you more pain. Haven't you had enough for one day? Maggie didn't answer. She couldn't. She was biting her lips so hard she could taste her own blood. It was the only way to stop the screams that were building inside her. She completed her burpee. 
Tessa looked disappointed. Then she sneered at Maggie. One down, a million to go. I really hate her. Maggie tried to ignore the voice, but she knew it was pointless. The voice was always there. It was a part of her, yet somehow it seemed separate from her own thoughts. It hadn't always been so strong. It first started around the time of her father's death and had been little more than a whisper. Easy to ignore. Just stop. It hurts too much. What's she going to do, kill you? Shut up, other Maggie. Maggie knew that she couldn't refuse. Tessa would hurt her. She might kill her. Or maybe Thor would. Or Benjamin Pratt. They were all interested in her, and they each wanted to be the first to break her. And that is the end of chapter one, book lovers. I'll be back next week with a new chapter of Super Gym. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep reading.